0: hello everyone and welcome to our podcast let's rendezvous we are your hosts my name is
1: allison hi my name is emily and i am millie
2: (laughs) That extra (laughs) sass.
1: I love it. Y'all wanted me to go last. So you saved the best for last. And I'm going to give you what you asked for. Whatever. Okay. So before we get started with our podcast, I want to give a quick shout out to
0: Kiki for guesting today's episode. So in our last episode, we talked about a very controversial topic. If you guys haven't checked it out, we talk about men are trash. And we had two special guests be a part of our podcast. Uh, We talked a little bit about our opinions and some of our personal experiences for us to hold the conversation that you know men are trash so go ahead and check our most recent episode I know we didn't have any content for everyone last week we do apologize for that but now we're back and for today's topic we're going to talk about body positivity we're gonna open up about one of our worst insecurities so before we get started (laughs) Let's go around the table and introduce what we're drinking today. I'll start. I am drinking gin and tonic. The gin I am drinking is Roku, the Japanese craft gin. It's delicious. It's infused with six ingredients, including Sakura, Yuzu, Sencha tea, Sancho peppers, Sakura leaf, and Gyokuru tea. Don't know what any of those mean, but... It's good. <laughs> I just thought I would educate someone, but no. Are
1: you gonna educate someone if you don't even know, bro?
2: I thought oh, I knew. Same fucking nation. Are you gonna tell them that it's more alcohol than anything else? It is more. It's alcohol. more gin than tonic.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're right. That's the specialty: more gin and tonic.
1: Please, yes. Emilia, go, please.
2: Oh Lord, how do how do you follow that? It's like she goes over all the hardcore liquors, and then you're just like, well. By the way, I'm drinking an Angry Orchard, <laughs> which I am, guys. I'm drinking an Angry Orchard hard cider rosé because oh, hard cider. That's, that's what I needed today. It's freaking hot today. I just needed something to cool off with, but oh. it's light, refreshing. What are you drinking, Millie? I am drinking, so I actually
1: went to like my little local little marketplace down the street and they happen to have uh, the new Golden Road Brewing Company hard seltzers. I had heard that this was a thing, but I hadn't actually seen them. So when I saw them, I was super excited. I am currently drinking the cucumber lime flavor. And oh my God, they are so good. I already loved their beer as it was, but I really, really like this hard seltzer. It only has 4% alcohol and 98 calories. So the fun, and then, you know, watch your calories intake, guys. Mm
0: question do these like episode. hard seltzers are they like vodka based
1: another beer that's
0: beer based right they're supposedly.
1: alcohol based <laughs> yes it's beer with fruit juice and natural flavor that's oh it's the a bottle the can my bad that's crazy
0: i'll start with the white claw and everybody wanted to make yeah. with fruity flavors
2: okay. true
0: well since we've introduced our drinks let's go ahead and jump right to it So before we get started, uh, we just wanted to give a quick disclaimer. We will be talking about something sensitive, such as our personal experiences and some definition about body positivity and negative body image. So with that being said, let's go ahead and jump right into our topic, body positivity. But first, let's talk about beauty culture. I wanted to talk about this briefly because we do have diverse backgrounds and the way we were brought up were quite different. So how did you guys grow up with, you know, the beauty culture back in the day, I guess?
1: Um, well, I think society as a general has always like hammered, you know, that if you're you're thin, you're beautiful, the thinner, the better. Mm -hmm. and um as a latina growing up i was always told oh you know like watch what you eat or you're gaining weight or it would be a joke amongst my family because some of my cousins are really really thin and i was Mm -hmm. always obviously not (laughs) as thin as they were so they thought it was funny and they would always joke and make these jokes you know like oh like oh viene la gorda and like just make fun of stuff like which is supposed to be fun and it's supposed to like you know develop your thick skin or whatever but at the same time like as a child growing up in that with those constant jokes or that constant reminder that you are not as thin as someone else in your immediate family you know it, it does stick with you and it does you know like for a lack of a better word fuck with you because mm-hmm. that's your image and you always have to kind of think about it and like I never really blamed them for anything or saw it as anything horrible like yeah it would suck as a little kid you know but I just kind of got used to it developed that quote-unquote thick skin but definitely like it was always oh you're gaining weight or watch this or watch that or oh you know whatever the comment was but at the same time they're over here feeding me like hella tacos and pozole menudo and then if you don't finish your plate you're rude you know like (laughs) pick one which one (laughs) is it (laughs) what about you emily
2: uh i think i'm in the same boat with millie you know as i've told you guys in previous episodes i also come from a very traditional latino background and culture my parents are mexican and it's this whole idea of the need to be thin but also not too thin because you don't want to be a tabla you cannot be like straight you can't be um, looking like a box para que no te veas cuadrado you must have that like little thin waist and you must be slender but you must have you know a good size chest nice ass like
0: what goes in goes in what comes
2: out comes out kind of thing yeah sort of like that you know you cannot be fat for sure because that's totally frowned upon but also you can't just be thin and you will completely get made fun of if you quote-unquote look like a board because you don't have anything in the front, nothing in the back. And that's, that's how I grew up. I know my mom or like my aunts didn't mean it, uh, you know, in in a mean way. It does fuck me over now as an adult when I just think about it, but they didn't mean it in any sort of way they were just brought up the same way and brought up to think you know i have to look a certain way so let's make sure that emily knows that she shouldn't be gaining that much weight or she should be looking like this you know um it was all about image and just being able to control your daughters as well as they're growing up making sure they're not getting too fat because they know that um people are rude And they will make fun of you. So in in their own sense, it was a form of protection and care Mm
1: -hmm.
2: that they didn't see how badly it would affect me or affect anyone in in the future. But it's because we grow up with those stereotypes and what society thinks we should look like as Latina women.
1: How about yourself, Kimi? Well, before I go
0: into my story, I just want to make a quick uh, claim Saying that, you know, we're talking about our personal experiences and we've dealt with the fat shame and stuff. But we're not disregarding the fact that, you know, people who are skinny also go through negative body image. But that being said, from a personal aspect, growing up, I grew up in Korea. We are, how would I say it? And They're very vocal about, you know, body image. The way you look, the way you present yourself. Our country is known for plastic surgery, looking a certain type of way. K-pop. K-pop is a huge thing for us to be focused on when it comes to body image because we are taught by media to look a certain type of way. The thigh gap was a huge thing. And that's the one thing growing up, if your thighs touched together, you were fat. You needed to have a thigh gap growing up to be considered thin. Um, It was never health for us. It was more about our looks first than our health so our body came first than anything else but that's how i was raised and i feel like that's where our so the word self-objectification comes into play because self-objectification is a process of monitoring your body from an outsider's perspective so you're basically picturing your own body from a different person's point of view and this affects, you know, women's daily life because as you're putting on the clothes you're about to go on about your day with, you're constantly worrying about the way you look. These constant thoughts uh, go hand in hand with negative body image. And with that, I feel like, you know, growing up, we deal with some struggles.
1: Remind me to never, ever go to Korea. <laughs> like a, a thigh gap who? I don't know her. I never knew her. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> like I was I'm never introduced to <laughs> Yeah.
0: So when Emily and you guys are talking about like, you know, the waist got to be slim, but you know, your ass got to be out. So you have that perfect hourglass shape. We didn't care about that. We cared about numbers. We cared about certain features you have in Korea. You know, there are certain features that we glorify or we um, hold higher to our standards than anything else. Yeah, it was kind of fucked up.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's that, it's that slender look because even with our culture, you don't, you're not considered that beautiful with your round or square face. It yeah. has to be a nice slim face mm-hmm. to match your more feminine person, you yes. know? So it, in that sense, like, I feel like that's where our beauty standards start to meet up, though, obviously with each culture, it's distinctive. That's where we kind of mesh it in together.
1: I think, like, for sure, culture has a lot to do with it because, obviously, it's the way, you know, you grow up and the way that you're taught and all these things. But I remember, like, again, when we first started meeting Allison and getting to know her. And so this was back in the day, you know, we were in in college or whatever, and Allison was in the gym so much. (laughs) And when I tell you that this bitch ran miles, she ran miles for fun. Like, if her life (laughs) depended on it and when she would talk to us about it she'd be like no yeah because i have to look like this and she's like right now she's like i'm fat like if my mom were to see me right now she would think i was fat like mind you yes. she's thin so me and emily were like jesus like if, <laughs> if she's fat like let me not step into korea right now they're gonna be like oh shit, who let this fucking whale loose? <laughs> like, oh i will never go to korea i don't think i, I don't think i have thinking you know, of skin no. <laughs>
2: Oh, Lord. oh i don't either korea's a it's no i can't it's another level just yeah y'all are I hardcore mean, i think maybe allison will go into it a little bit more about overall her experiences and everything or some of the things that she's gone through but some of the things that she shared with us it's like you have to do what now to look like who now Yeah, so it's crazy. And then like the thing that Millie mentioned that she used to run miles like she would just we would start working out with her. Millie and I would lift weights. But we wanted to start getting more cardio in and running. So we're like, okay, Allison, we'll do your cardio with you. And then we're gonna go do weights. So we do like a mile. She's like, no, I still have like an hour left. I'm like, what do you mean you have an hour left of running?
0: Yeah. Oh god. Yeah, I remember those days. I don't do it anymore. I'm a lazy sack of <laughs> potatoes right now. Quarantine <laughs> has gotten the best of me. Oh, oh girl, I feel you. Oh yeah. But you know, tell me why i am thinner now than i was back
2: then stress girl
1: stress yeah, stress. You're right, you're right. that's what i'm saying. like a lot of different factors play into your weight you know right. it's not just about like if you're working out or even eating right like there's a lot of things that go into it which mm-hmm. will like also fuck with your head and your mind so when you are trying to look a certain way lose weight look healthy or whatever like there's so many things you have to consider that like you end up thinking you're crazy like it's just you know it's it's a lot honestly body positivity and loving yourself in your own skin i feel like it's it's really hard and it's a really long process and there's not a single road you have to come at it from different angles and you have to love yourself at your worst to really appreciate yourself when you are quote-unquote at your best like I was saying like When I was, like, my thinnest and probably, like, most toned and everything, like, I would still, like, tell myself I'm fat, I'm fat, like, I don't look good, I still need this, I still need that, and I never appreciate it, and now that I look at my pictures, I'm like, girl, girl, like, we we could have
2: conquered the world (laughs) what's going on. (laughs) You were strong, but we didn't see it exactly at all and now we look back and it's like no dude i was looking great what the hell was i you know seeing in the mirror oh yeah
1: but also because we compare ourselves to everyone to everyone around us and and that sucks so again like i preach love yourself in your skin at whatever point that you think that you're at in your life because Shit happens. I mean, yeah. It's for sure
0: hard to break that mindset when you're taught at such a young age. Beauty was definitely defined. It was in the media. It was portrayed everywhere. Plastic surgery is huge. So you would see bulletin boards full of women looking the same pretty much, but that's our beauty standard. There was no originality when it came to looking pretty. There was this one set goal where everyone needed a thigh gap. Everyone needed a V-shaped face, big eyes sharp nose very western features but still asian those were the aspects that we were going for and all of the celebrities to be quite honest k-pop they look similar they probably go to the same like hospital to get their
2: nose job i I wouldn't be surprised even um with latino culture it's very idealizing the european beauty and being thinner, being slimmer, having that smaller face, even being light skin is such a huge thing with Latino culture. Yes.
0: So with all of these beauty standards implied to us at such a young age, it can lead to some upsetting effects such as eating disorders. So speaking personally, I've dealt with two eating disorders growing up, especially during my high school years. I started as bulimic which is when um, I would kind of starve myself, but at the same time, binge eat a lot of food at once because I am very hungry. But at the same time, I feel immediate guilt afterwards and I end up puking everything I ate. And I would purposely do this. It was more of a pattern. I would go on and off until it became more of a daily habit. Then my parents found out about it and I felt bad in a sense. However, I still felt that I was gaining weight. Growing up, I never really had the time to exercise because, you know, I'm Asian, I guess I can say that. (laughs) I didn't have time to exercise for myself. I was always doing extracurricular activities, whether it would be academic-wise or after-school events. So I never had the time for myself to, you know, focus on my body image. So I would go through these extreme ways of achieving the look that I wanted to or society wanted me to which led to these disorders. But the mentality that I had was scary because while I was doing this, I never thought I was harming my body. I was just more fixated on the way I looked. So doing all of these actions, it seemed fine to me. I didn't see a problem until, you know, I had to go to the doctor because my esophagus was starting to burn every time I would swallow. And so, you know, my parents found out I got scared. Of course, they would get mad at me because they're like, why are you doing this to yourself? But in my head, I was just like, well, what other way can I get rid of this excess body fat that I'm having? And because I was scared of my parents, because you know I'm young, well, it led to being anorexic where I would not feed myself for days. And when I do eat, it would be very limited. I would definitely count my calories, but it was a very dark period. It was a very lonely period also because i felt like i was alone but in high school i started realizing that i wasn't alone and people glorified when you started losing a lot of weight and people would say oh my god you look so much prettier and the thing i would definitely hear growing up was if they were to gain gain weight afterwards they'd be like oh you look better sick so that was a running joke at times and it's upsetting because we're talking about people who are suffering from mental illness. It's not something, like, I want to say it's not something physical because it's more in a mental aspect that you're going through. And it was upsetting to hear people make fun of someone because they might have found a better place for themselves. But then you get people who are like, you look better when you were thinner, but they don't
1: know the extent of what people do to get that thin. Um, I think I want to take the time to one um, well, thank you, Allison, for sharing that. I, I personally didn't think you were going to get that personal. So um, thank you for sharing that because I know that, um, well, I hope that our listeners that do listen to this and if you have gone through it or maybe are going through it or know someone that's going through it, like these are real things. So when you start making jokes like, oh, she's fat or whatever, like whatever your comment is, keep it to yourself. You never know how someone may take it if they have this quote-unquote thick skin or not like the way someone looks is none of your business mind it to yourself it can be very harmful and it can turn into something more than just like oh my god let me get on a diet or let me go lose weight you know so again another thing why we wanted to have this conversation about body positivity is because like it has a lot to do with society and your culture and like media and all these beauty standards and stuff so hopefully by us talking about it bringing it to light showing you guys how vulnerable we are going to be in this episode that it might show you that you're not alone and like hey we can have this conversation and hopefully by having this conversation you know we can find healthier methods and all that
2: yeah and then just adding on to what Millie said um, I think one very important I mean amongst everything that she mentioned is comments don't think you're saying something in a good way if you see that someone's losing weight don't, don't say, oh, you look so good. You've lost so much weight. You don't know what they may be going through. It, it may be intentionally. It may not be intentionally. It may hurt. Trust me, I've been through that myself. Just unnecessary comments about my body, whether it was in a healthy way, unhealthy way. Just just keep those comments to yourself. That's how best you can help anyone, really.
0: Yeah, and I think people don't realize that the word healthy and beautiful are two completely different things. So in your eyes, it may look beautiful that someone is skinnier or whatever standards that society or yourself might have, but health-wise, you don't know what health risks or what other personal things that they might be going through. So the idea of healthy and beautiful all has to do with the relationship you have with food. And I feel that when we're taught of certain beauty standards Our relationship with food gets tainted because we have this idea that food is the reason why we gain weight. And so we have a different relationship growing up with it because we always have this fear that it can get obsessive. Do Mm -hmm. any of you guys have a relationship problem with food?
2: I think uh, also one of the things that you're getting at is the whole reward punishment system that we develop with food, where we see food as a reward for being good, for following a diet, for looking a certain way. And if we can fit it in, it's going to be a reward when in all actuality, food is fuel. Food is supposed to be so that your body functions well. It does not have to be a reward. You shouldn't have to punish yourself for eating that brownie. There, you know, If you want it, just eat it. why not you're you're gonna do yourself a lot worse if you just oh man i really want that brownie and you're gonna think about it all day and it's it becomes a mental game with yourself that you can only have that if for example you do certain amount of cardio if you cut down your calories in another area so that's where allison mentioned that our relationship with food definitely becomes tainted because we associate it not with, you know, food is good, it's delicious, it's a fuel, but if I don't control this part of it, or if I eat this amount, or if I eat this, and I'm going to gain weight, and this is going to happen, so it it becomes a a reward and punishment system that it's not meant to be. I don't know how you feel about it, Millie. Um, I can definitely say that I do not
1: have a Good relationship with food, like how Emily was explaining, like growing up, um, constantly like going on and off of diets. It, it that's how I associated, like oh, like I was good today, so I can cheat a little bit and have this and reward myself that way or whatever. I think it's not until, I guess that I was older that I actually started to learn about nutrition. Like we learn about what food you should and should not eat in order to lose weight, and supposedly to be quote unquote healthy, but we don't ever learn about like the nutrition part of food they teach you like that little pyramid in elementary school and then that's like pretty much it like you don't know (laughs) what you're supposed to be eating to actually feel okay like you know i had actually watched the red table talk with it was like the whole family that they did and that will smith brought up the fact that he never learned also like nutrition or how to eat healthy like he was always just tired and fatigued and it was because he wasn't getting the right fuel from food so i think it's it's also like a lack of education and, you know, ignorance that we don't learn those things. We don't know like what's actually fueling our body, what's going to give us that energy, what's going to actually make us feel good, healthy, and not focus solely on what is going to make you gain weight or lose weight. And I think once that connection happens there, we can all have a healthier relationship with food, including myself. But definitely on the same boat with Emily, like after doing multiple diets throughout my whole life like it's always like a a a reward and punishment system and obviously like you know it's just a cycle and it it can get very bad
2: I think uh just enough with where is once you start feeling like You care about yourself and you care about your body, not about necessarily looking a certain way, but you start respecting your body and you start learning more. And I can definitely attest to it that it wasn't until I actually started educating myself because I didn't want to be skinny. I wanted to be healthy. I wanted to be strong. And I made that distinction that I don't wanna be skinny. I wanna be healthy and strong. And that's where my mentality changed and it became a much healthier relationship because I started educating myself on what food meant, what fuel meant, what it it meant to not consider it a reward or punishment sort of system, especially just trying to, you know, just even changing that mentality that you've had your entire life. But it's like Amelia said, it's a matter of education and quick little story time guys so I, th- I don't even remember
1: i think summer 2017 i will always reference it when mm-hmm. us us three were living together in the dorms for the summer i think that's when we were like at our peak of like we're dieting we're gonna exercise because we were keeping each other accountable no matter like we had told everyone at work yo we're on a diet if you see me grab a cookie like smack it out of my hand like whatever it was and like everybody was like watching what we ate to make sure we didn't have sweets and like we were not allowed to have any type of sweets or whatever we would from work wait for everyone to come back to the dorm we would do i don't know if you guys are familiar with um insanity but it is literally insane such an insane workout it definitely like it pushes you to your limits definitely a very good workout you know, you'll sweat but it is insane so it's like a, a 45 minute like hardcore v- workout video and then after we would still go to the track and That's run a mile do cardio, and, and yeah. Do the, yeah and we would go run the mile or do the bleachers or whatever and i'm like how did we even like i just i don't know but always sore always tired eating salads and, like, uh, the burger patty, not the bun, like, it was so rough, but, quote unquote, like, we look good, we were, you know, we were supposedly, (laughs) us losing weight that summer doing, you guys, like, Allison quit, like, we were, (laughs) we started working out, we were doing the video, and she was like, fuck this, I'm done. Literally,
0: I just hopped in bed, in clothes, with my tennis shoes on, I was like, good luck, girl, you're on your own, I just... I was like no i'm not doing this it's too hard especially with the rabbit food that we were eating we we're only eating salad no dressing <laughs> yes. by the way yeah. we don't have dressing because you know calories or whatever
2: or like but- even just protein and and again it goes back to the lack of education mm-hmm. we're like no green is good so yes. we are gonna eat lettuce we're gonna eat spinach we're gonna eat cucumber it's all the greens and at the most like A chicken breast, maybe a patty, and that's it. And even just tracking that so, if any of you are familiar with being in a calorie deficit, it's eating less that you require in order to lose weight. But when you are way below what you should be intaking in your calories, your body goes into this mode where it's not going to start, it's not going to continue burning anymore because it's going to just absorb any calories you give it. And it was during that point, maybe later on in that summer that we were just not eating enough and still trying to maintain. That's That's why when we say there's a difference between being healthy is because we honestly were not doing it in a healthy way. We went way too far in terms of consumption, um, of working out, because once we started adding insanity, we should have (laughs) ideally added our calorie intake. We should have added more protein, more lean protein, which we weren't doing. Like us, instead, we were just... Eating rabbit food. Uh, yep, <laughs> but- yep. I don't know how we survived that. And remember
0: one of our coworkers took a picture of us taking two cookies, Millie?
2: Yeah, she sent it to me.
1: She said she to frickin- me out, bro. <laughs> um, so this day I get mad. I'm like, really? Just let me have the cookie, bro. Like
2: <laughs> if you guys hurt. know me,
1: cookies are my weakness. Like I, I like I I would cut everything, but a cookie, like I don't know, man.
0: Chocolate chip cookies to be chocolate exact.
1: chip. Oreos, those are my uh, shit, man. Like I don't know, you're right, you're right. but again, I think it's a whole. um It's just a different relationship we need to have with food. It's a different education that we need to have yes. because you only you only have this notion of like, like Emily said, if it's green, it's good for your body. If anything else, don't put it in your body because then you're gonna get fat or whatever. And it's like yeah. everything is about portion sizing and like not or moderation or whatever. But again, that's a nutrition is key, guys please educate yourselves so you know, that you can actually be healthy not just because you go to the gym seven times a day but you're actually not taking care of your body food wise you're not healthy
0: i mean my grandma told me growing up i don't know if this is like informative or whatever but she said elephants only eat greens and look how big they
1: are <laughs> <laughs> Like <grandmother. laughs> Shout
0: out to Grandma Kimi. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. I mean, in Korea, I would be doing the same shit too. So my grandma would call me out on it. She's like, "Why are you only eating greens?" She's like, "Look at elephants; they eat greens. Why aren't they skinny?" <laughs> She's like, <laughs> "What?"
2: Mind blown. <laughs> so it's a good thing you mentioned that Allison and for any of our listeners we actually have this amazing friend she used to be a co-worker of of ours her name is Brianna Diaz she is a great great person person all about body positivity she's Mm -hmm. a personal trainer she teaches through good relationships with food as well if you want to follow her her name is Brianna Diaz and her Instagram is Gaines. B-R-I G-A-I-N-Z, again, Brie Gaines. I highly encourage anyone to follow her. She is very insightful and is all about body positivity and all about education. And I think it'd be awesome too if you just want to learn about it.
0: I know she has a program going on where like she talks to her clients about body positivity and she has one-on-one interactions where she focuses on your correct muscles while you're doing a perfect workout.
1: Yeah, your perfect form yeah so hopefully if you guys like this episode um maybe in the future we can actually get her on the podcast and she can kind of share some knowledge we're just kind of spitfiring what we've learned but she can give you guys a little bit more concrete details and uh, again let us know if you guys like this episode so we can actually invite her to come on and she can um, give us a quick little lesson go and follow her guys we will be linking her at the end of the podcast
0: but yeah, to go further in with education um, and the relationship with you know the food that we consume, it ultimately leads to you know healthier habits um, instead of dealing with eating disorders like I have. But there are other factors that come with self-objectification, like I said, the negative body image that you might have. Did you guys have any problems growing
2: up with the way you saw your body? Um, well, Allison. I personally did maybe not to to that extent but I've for a long time um, most of even dating back to elementary school I've had a very negative relationship with food um, obviously now it's a lot better but what I would do is just kind of watch a lot of what I ate and when I knew I ate something that quote unquote I wasn't supposed to eat or it was bad for me I I would kind of punish myself and then either not eat the rest of the day or just kind of watch with a fine eye what what I would eat. But sometimes I would also start following diets. I was into all sorts of diets. Trust me, this was when I was in middle school, I was young, I was in my teens. But even back then, I was following diets. And what I tended to do was because I would become so restrictive with the diets, because it was all about, you got to cut the carbs, you can't do this, you can't do that. So you cut so much out of your diet, that obviously, once you start craving what I what I would do, and what would happen to me was I would binge eat. And that was a normal thing for me. I would binge eat all the time um, because I was so restrictive with what I would be eating. And also, I can be an emotional eater um, to this day. It's something that I continue working with. But it's because, again, I still have that positive thing. Um, that reward system with food sorry, where it brings comfort when it should you know, yes, enjoy it by all means, but also it's a way to feel your body. But I think for me for for a long time was the whole eating too much and then being and then restricting again, or cutting completely everything off and then binge, binge eating, which was a total cycle. And that's that's what I did. But it's something I continue working with now. What about you, Millie? Anything that you struggled with? I mean, always. Or I
1: would be okay with my body sometimes. And then sometimes I was just like, oh my God, I'm so fat. And it's, it's always been an insecurity of mine, always. No matter if someone wasn't telling me that I looked good, like my body was fine. It was like, that was the baseline, but I would still not like the way I looked. And if my mom, for one, whatever reason, was like, oh, you're looking bigger, then it's like, again, just cut everything, like try to restrict, hit the gym a lot harder. So I, I myself need to work on that and always do better. But currently right now I'm on the keto diet and I thought it was really funny because We're talking about, you know, having a good relationship with food and stuff and like all these things society tells you or whatever. We'll talk about a little later why I'm on the keto diet, but they tell you that it's normal to have the keto flu when you start the diet because your body isn't used to like that you're not taking any type of carbs, right? So it's normal for you to have like headaches, to feel nauseous, (laughs) X, Y, and Z or whatever, which I did have. I felt that for like maybe... Three or four days but then I also dropped six pounds like like quick as hell so who cares if I felt like shit I had lost some weight so I just think it, it's still so funny because it's like we're talking about it but this is still something that's happening in my life and I clearly have to do better at and learn more and you know take those steps or whatever but again, this is supposed to be the most popular diet right now that's helping people lose all this weight and stuff, but okay, so we're not gonna talk about the nausea and you know all the stuff, like how I can eat bacon and cheese, but I can't have brown or white rice, you know? Like, it, it's really weird. I don't know, it's, it's working so far, like I've dropped 10 pounds, yay. But, like, oh my God, I can't wait to have <laughs> bread and rice and everything again. So oh, you haven't had
0: have bread or rice?
1: no dude no, like i out. have to cut like any type of carbs and even like certain fruits you can't how about, have how huh? about
0: tortillas tortillas no,
1: well i never eat tortillas. i didn't like tortillas so oh whatever but like you can't even have like certain types of fruit like i have i can't have bananas i can't have mangoes or oranges and stuff because it has too much sugar or carbs or whatever and yeah That's it, a it's a rough life out here <laughs>
0: Sounds again miserable. it's we're
2: all a work in progress guys again yes. we're just giving you like, our experiences perfect,
0: oh yes yeah. we can talk about it but certainly we're not <laughs> <laughs> we're not
1: showing we're, so.
2: <laughs> we are still going through these struggles every day and you don't you just don't you know choose something and then fix it and then you're done i wish yes. it worked that way Yes. Uh, yeah, then, like, they keep making like keto pancakes
1: keto ice cream like these reduced versions of stuff so that you can still have this but then they tell you like when you start don't have these snacks like do a complete harsh diet and then work your way into these things and i'm just like ah, life is rough yeah.
0: life is it really rough is
1: <laughs> isn't that a life-changing decision isn't i don't
0: know well it's supposed to be a short-term term,
1: yeah it's supposed to be a oh. short-term diet So, like, three months, so that, like, it's basically a shock to your body, and then, um. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't sound good. (laughs) like, Like, again, the whole point is, like, because, like, I've obviously been eating very recklessly, that while, throughout this keto diet, I am learning, like, okay, like, you're not hungry put down that fucking whatever you know because you're not supposed to be eating if you're not hungry or whatever but it's like making me like again be aware of what I'm eating what I'm intaking make sure that I'm having like healthy foods and eating good portions and what blah 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 that type of shit that's what I'm supposed to be learning throughout this but the whole time I'm just like I'm hungry <laughs> <laughs> someone give me a cookie
0: <laughs> but what initially made you go into the diet
1: okay so, I, well, one, got on birth control multiple times throughout oh. my life because, you know, we ain't having no babies yet. I mean, yes. So yes. I, mean, I don't know how that. birth control has, like, has done with y'all, but, like, it has always caused me to gain weight and, like, like literally, I just blow up like a balloon. Like, I just look so bloated, like, from every- everywhere, <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> so... <laughs> I mean, that combined with like, um, as I mentioned, like in the, I don't know what podcast, the, the second and third episode, whatever, that I had gone into relationships. So obviously when I, um, when I got into this relationship, I had already, um, well, one, I graduated from college. So that was always such a strict routine every second of the day. Like you plan when you have your mental breakdowns, when you can sleep, <laughs> when you can nap, like it's, you know, a really hardcore life. And I was working out five times, five days a week two hours at least like it was always very hardcore so when I graduated I was like fuck this like I'm tired of all this shit like I just wanna eat this fucking cookie and not feel bad and like have fun whatever and then of course like I got in a relationship and relationship weight is real let me tell you we don't talk about this but like you meet someone you know you're happy what do you do you go out to eat you go to the movies you're always snacking you're always eating these food plus guys my boyfriend is a chef so, like, yeah, that mixed with birth control, it was just, like, punched to my body and, like, but eso estamos como estamos. <laughs> <laughs> Por <"Pues laughs> eso estamos como estamos. And I don't care what anyone says. I will blame him forever for the beginning weight. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care what he says, what anyone says. It's his fault. That's how I cope with it. But, uh, yeah, that's why we're here now trying this stupid cute diet.
0: <laughs> to lose all the weight. To compensate.
1: Yeah yeah I I finally was like let me snap out of this like this isn't okay no more like (laughs) it's not cute anymore (laughs) not cute no more let's let's start hitting the track but life's hard out here
2: I don't know how you do it just a a a lot of the things that you cut out you know just following the keto diet it's harsh
0: oh yeah can you imagine me cutting out rice
1: no (laughs) there was like your whole life you guys like what my religion emily and i I would work together and I would try to sneak in things for my lunch like just a little bit of rice or you know whatever she'd be like no you
2: can't have that <laughs> i have almost tried to kill her a couple of times i'm not gonna lie she has i'm so it, it'll be like the smallest things i'm like um i don't know if you're supposed to be eating that on your keto diet i almost got punched like twice not gonna lie but i'm just trying to be a supportive friend she said she wants to do the keto diet so i'm going whenever it's necessary
1: there's no winning for emily if she lets me have the food i'm a puncher punch her later for letting me have it and because then i feel guilty <laughs> that I ate the food. again we're not perfect it's a work in
2: progress
0: have you done crazy diets emily i um, mean first of all i think keto sounds terrible but shit. okay
2: first of all i have never tried keto when i first heard of it i was like hell no Mm -hmm. Um, but I have, like I mentioned before, I've done restrictive diets and they don't last too long because I feel like I go too far off on the other side of the spectrum where I cut too much off and it's just not sustainable. Mm -hmm. So what I've tried to do for the past two years is just build a healthier relationship with food. And for me, what that means is I've started to eat balanced. So I'm not going to restrict myself and not crazy, but I'm trying to Well, I've been learning and continue trying to learn portion control and learning about macros and calories and everything like that. The only thing I did try last year and I do it off and on during the year was intermittent fasting the reason I've done intermittent fasting is not so much to lose weight um, because I have had people ask me and a lot of people do do it to lose weight but for me it was just to get my eating schedule under control because as I said in the in another podcast um, I I worked for dining yes I worked I know as of last week I no longer work for dining I'm so happy for you So I I resigned last week after six years, yay. Oh,
0: thank Um, God.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, so what happened was with dining, my schedule was all over the place. There was a year when I would open two days, which means getting there at 6.30 in the morning. I would do uh, a mid-schedule. That's literally middle of the day. And then the last two days I would close. So you're switching between getting there at 6.30 in the morning Till being at the restaurant till 12 a.m. and then getting home, I'd go to sleep like maybe at 2 in the morning, 1 30, 2 in the morning. So I was eating at so many different hours of the day because of my commute. Whenever I opened, I'd have to leave my house by 5 so I couldn't get there on time. So I was eating breakfast sometimes at 7:30. And then other days I was eating dinner at like eleven p.m. So it just didn't make sense. So the, the whole intermittent fasting was really just for me to get my eating under control and to have certain times or, okay, I'm only eating from this time to this time. And that that's what I always revert back to. Again, for me, I continue trying to be balanced, but it's it's always that something that I go back to. And I think that's the most extreme I've, I've gone with diets. Wow. I think like
1: um, we had mentioned earlier, that there's a lot of factors that can play into um, your weight. So we had already talked about stress. Like when you are very much stressed or you're highly focused on losing weight, sometimes you're not even going to lose weight because you're so focused on that or you're so stressed or whatever the case is. Yeah. And how Emily's talking about like like schedules, even when you eat, because your body's like, what the hell's going on? So like, same as Emily, my schedule was always very crazy, but mine was a little bit more drastic because I got moved to a restaurant that closed at 2 a.m. So I would be having dinner sometimes like at one o'clock in the morning because I wouldn't wake up until... Or I would go into work like at um, 7pm. So I'm waking up breakfast for me was like at three, four o'clock in the afternoon and making that switch. I gained weight there too. Because I was just like, why are we eating at one o'clock in the morning? You know, why are we digesting this food at this time? So it's a lot of things that go into play, not just what you're eating. And if you're going to the gym or not like stress when you're eating, what else? Help me out here. stress (laughs) (laughs)
2: like just just stress stress
0: i feel like stress affects body differently because i've definitely been stressed and gained weight because you know your body holds on to like whatever it can especially during finals time like final seasons for some reason i tend to gain more weight when i am stressed because i don't know i don't know what my body does but she is the way Yeah, she is the way she is. So I (laughs) (laughs) gain
2: No, it's true. But I mean, the reason we also eat more when we're stressed is because naturally the brain releases chemicals that make you feel better. So again, it it all goes back to your mind and your mental health. Because again, like Allison said, when we're stressed, again, not always the case for all of us, but for a lot of us, we do tend to gain, gain weight because yeah. we're not eating the healthiest mm-hmm. and also our body is not processing the food that food the same way that it did before yeah and this i've is been why stressed. i love
1: cookies because cookies <laughs> gave me those chemicals that make me happy sure. public service announcement <laughs> like, i'll take all
2: that dopamine <laughs> yes.
0: But yeah, no. I've also been stressed, and I've lost a shit ton of weight. Remember that time when I had two jobs? Girl, you were you were uh, we You're were concerned about you. Place. I know. I don't know what was going through my head, but I was eating at extreme hours too because I would work at six thirty in the morning, get off at three thirty. And then I will have to make a trip to my other job in downtown, mind you, there's traffic. So if I'm not diligent with like meal prepping, which, you know, I'm the worst person to do that. So most of the times I'm not feeding myself because I forget to, I'm too lazy to. <laughs> she does forget to feed herself though. I do. Yeah. I really do. We've actually
2: yelled at her for that.
0: Yeah. I'm
2: sorry. But I'm
0: doing better. <laughs> I feel like quarantine has helped me with this. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Is that weird? home all the Um, time i see food i'm just like i want some of it but yeah there was a period where my work schedule was crazy but i wasn't i wasn't treating myself to the right fuels that i needed throughout the day so i was losing pounds quickly and i remember emily and millie just like pulled me to the side they're like is everything
1: okay
2: Guys, she just, it was just such a drastic change that we were just, we were genuinely concerned for her. No, like, literally,
1: like, because we wouldn't see her, and then one day to another, half of her was gone. (laughs) We were like, what happened? Are you good, bro? Like, what? Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, that's stress
2: for you. She's not cute. Goddamn. Eat
1: those tacos. Eat that cookie. Don't stress about it. And then
2: don't punish yourself for it afterwards.
1: Yeah, sure. The Lord did not create all this good food for you not to eat it. Yeah. Just, you know, portion control yes balance and like we were mentioning earlier like it's all about if you don't like yourself as it is anything having to do with weight it's just gonna make it so much harder and I think that's one of the biggest lessons that I've had to learn like especially now like I clearly do not look like what I would want to look like so like honestly it's been such an an issue for me because I mean you guys know I talked like it's one of my biggest insecurities I talked to all my friends about it but it's gone to the point where sometimes I don't even want to hang out with people that I haven't seen in such a long time because I already know the reaction is going to be like, "Yo, what the fuck happened?" And I don't want to um, face that, that anxiety, or having to like explain myself or you know blame my boyfriend in the process because that's my go-to <laughs> is to blame him. But it, it's definitely a whole thing, and it's I've had to come to terms. Like, all right, like. Love yourself in all shapes, sizes, forms, no matter what. And, you know, whatever happens, if you lose weight, gain weight, whatever it is, you know, like be happy with that because you never know. Shit happens. Things happen to your life. Don't punish yourself for everything. Be understanding of yourself, your situation and what's going on and love yourself. If you love yourself, people are going to judge. They're going to comment. They're going to say whatever the hell they want. Anyway, you could be bomb.com, super skinny, no fat in your body and then could just hate your life at the same time. You know, so I think that's my biggest um, advice in this is like definitely um, just learn to love yourself in your own skin. It's not easy at all, let me tell you. And be honest about these things and, you know, do educate yourself, get that knowledge, and yeah,
0: keep it pushing forward. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's the message we're trying to deliver like body positivity. We're talking about our personal experiences with, you know, our relationship with food, the things we have gone through. And here we are um, realizing that, you know, food, like Emily said, is fuel to the body and having a positive mindset that, you know, food isn't always negative. It's positive for your body because you need it. Body positivity is more on a mental mindset where you treat your body kind. We forget that we need to be kind to ourselves. Uh, We focus on our physical appearance too much. And I feel like that can be harmful, but you need to have a positive relationship with your own body and the way you look and not beat yourself up with that.
2: Yeah. You got to genuinely learn and it's going to be hard. I I won't say it's an easy process, but you got to learn to love yourself. And I remember something that someone told me and it's, I try to apply it whenever I'm feeling bad about myself or I start criticizing myself is whatever you're saying in your head to yourself, Or whatever you're criticizing in the picture about yourself or in that mirror about yourself, think about this. Would you tell that to a friend? Would you tell that to your best friend? Hey, you look fat. Hey, you look ugly. No, because you know it would hurt. So why are you telling why are you telling that to yourself? Why are you talking to yourself that way? Mm-hmm. And like I said, it's a work in progress and it's not just going to stop. You're not going to reach an end point where it's going to be like, okay, I'm here. It's always, it's going to be a process throughout your entire life. But that's the most important thing is you got to learn to love yourself. And if you guys ever want to reach out to us, um, again, this is why we do this, because we want to have an open conversation about it. And maybe you may feel uncomfortable bringing it up with whoever's around you. We are here. No judgment. We are, by all means, we're not experts on this, but we can only share what we've gone through and then maybe even provide resources that we use ourselves. Yeah. I think Um,
1: um, kind of going with Emily said, you're saying, ask yourself, would you tell that to a friend? my honest answer was yes and just because I'll we are. So- <laughs> first of all kimmy you're the one that pointed out that we were fat at the beginning of this episode so don't even start with me um no that's not what i said <laughs> point is that we are so fucked up and that we're trained to keep each other accountable because in our head, we're like, we know she'd be happy if she was this skinny. So we're going to be a good quote unquote friend and like making sure she stays looking like this. So the relationship I have a lot with my friends, including Emily, Emily and Allison, is I always tell them like, if I'm getting weight, tell me, please tell me so I can do something about it then and there. And it just, it sucks, bro. Like why Again, policing each other, always continuing this thing instead of encouraging each other to feel beautiful in our skin. And like, hey, if you do gain a couple pounds, like, hey, girl, you want to work it off? Let's go. Like, I'll go with you. Like, support and no matter what. And because I'm saying this, I don't want people to be like, because I know the the other side to this, when we do talk about body positivity, is the stigma that you're encouraging obesity, that you're encouraging people to be overweight and unhealthy and all this other whatever. And I think that conversation has to do with the fact that a lot of people think that being fat and ugly are synonymous, and they're not. And people need to break that idea. So I think um, Lizzo is one of my favorite artists. She's great, yes. and it, it like, mm-hmm. inspires that confidence. And we'll have, like, like, I read the comments sometimes, and I'm like, Jesus, like, how are people just so mean? Or why do you have such negative energy and want to put in that time and effort to talk bad about somebody else and what they're doing? Like if someone is happy and comfortable in their own skin, that you feel the need to go comment, like that only says something about you, not the other person. And, you know, like, don't, don't say, oh, because you're doing this, you're promoting this and promoting that. Like, how do you know? Are you in their head? Do you know what they're going through? Or like, or sometimes people don't realize, like, you have been told your whole life you are fat to the point where it's like, no, I'm tired of what the fuck you have to say. And I am this, I am going to say what I am. So who the hell are you to tell me? And I think that's another important conversation we need to have is like a lot of people, I saw this post one time on Twitter that was like, that someone says like, you're, you're fat. She's like, yes, but I'm still cute. And, um, he was like, Oh, well, I didn't say you were ugly. And I was like, like, yeah, I know. But that's what you meant. So it's always like that ugly and fat go hand in hand or they're synonymous or whatever. And it's just like, no, that's, that's not the case. And people need to get that out of their head and stop listening to what the media tells you that the beauty standards are here, or that you need to look like this because this is why we have so many eating disorders. This is why we have so many issues. And, Like people don't get that.
2: Yeah, I think uh, it's a good point that you mentioned is we we need to stop making words synonyms such as being being fat means being unhealthy. Being fat means being ugly because that's totally not the case. And like you mentioned Lizzo, I remember one of her posts and I was trying to look for it right now, um, but she talks about how she's been working out for a few years. Obviously, have you guys not seen her perform? She gets down when she performs. She has to work out to be able to do this and sing. So imagine how much effort she has to put in. And she says she works for the body that she wants. So no, being fat does not mean that you're unhealthy. It does not have anything to do with that. You can be fat and be the most healthiest person there is, just like you can be skinny and meet all the goals and ideals of society and you can be truly unhealthy. So I think we need to remember that as as we have these conversations with ourselves and as we have these conversations with others. Yeah,
0: I feel like girls
2: and women just
0: are not suffering because of the unattainable ways beauty is defined in society. What they're suffering from is that they are being defined by beauty, them themselves, like their body comes first and people second.
2: Yeah, I think it, it honestly does show a little about um, whoever comments on those kinds of things. The fact that it bothers you so much to see someone so comfortable in their own skin because they don't meet a certain ideal. That's when you also gotta check yourself when, when you're having those thoughts about other people and be like, am I happy with myself? Why am I so bothered by seeing someone happy with their own body? All right. So I mean, since we've touched, you know,
0: some of the major points about body positivity and the struggles that we've gone personally, what are some of your advices to, you know, the people out there listening to us?
2: I think um, my advice is just remember that there is know no one who is perfect don't compare yourself to others that's the biggest harm that you can do trust me been there done that still dealing with it I promise um, but just remember that everyone is a work in progress and you got to definitely look look at yourself and see where you can work to love yourself, not to make physical improvements, but to make those health improvements, to make those mental health improvements where you're going to start to love yourself where you're not going to be comparing yourself to others. Again, it's, um, better said than done and like i said there is no end goal to this you will always continue to work with it especially when we live in a world that's full of media where we live in a world where we're constantly seeing images anywhere we go of what that ideal is but i think you know the body positivity movement is growing and we have people like lizzo people like our friend brianna who are doing such great things for for all women out there, and not just women, but men as well who suffer from this, just to see themselves in a different light and to appreciate themselves for who they are as people, and just respecting their bodies and loving their bodies. I think my advice
1: is to learn how to love yourself from an early age. Don't wait for someone to, like, break your heart to go through something you know, so traumatic in your life for you to finally decide to put that time and effort into loving yourself and accepting who you are. I think definitely when you do take that step, and it is a lot of work. It's not easy. You know, we're still working on it ourselves to appreciate yourself, your body. You know, your body is is yours. Love it, treat it right. Get educated. Learn about nutrition, not just you know what society and the media and everything's telling you. And um, I think I want to piggyback on Emily's advice about not comparing yourself it's really easy to do so and it's not fair because you were created differently your body is not the other person's body and if you continue to compare yourself you will just never ever reach the level of satisfaction that you want it's just not going to be possible because you're never going to look like that person because you look like yourself you are you so love yourself and invest that time in yourself
0: yeah uh, i agree with both of you guys uh, my advice would just be be kind to yourself my advice from learning um, through personal experiences is that if you're kind to yourself you know what your body wants you know how to treat it when you know someone else tries to bring you down so if you're kind to yourself you're not adding extra stress um, and hating yourself at the end of the day or something And mentally just redefine beauty within yourself. Because if society defines beauty for yourself, you try to reach it. And like Millie said, your end goal, when you ultimately reach it, you don't feel satisfied because those weren't the goals that you initially had for yourself. You just did it because society said so. But if you have a definition for what you consider beautiful and what you consider healthy for your body because you know who you are, you're more than happy than hearing others telling you what to do and what not to do. So I feel like with that being said, um, it looks like we're reaching the end of this podcast, but before we sign off, we do have our question of the day and our weekly puzzle of the week. So our question of the day is, what do you love about yourself most?
1: Aww. <laughs> I'm <I'll>
0: crying. <laughs> oh my god, stop. <laughs> anyone uh, there's no rush this. <laughs>
1: um okay i think i'll go first i think i truly love that no matter what i do i'm always uh, determined no matter if i set a goal for myself or whatever it is i always no matter what i'm going through i always know that i will get back up on my feet and will conquer whatever it is that i want life has been hard not going to lie. So sometimes it does get um, a little rough, but I do love that for myself. I know that I, I always want more for myself and I want better for myself and I will go reach for that. No matter if it's in my career, if it's in my health, my body, whatever, I always strive for it. So shout out to me for always looking out for me. <laughs> <laughs> that was cute. Yeah, that's cute.
2: <laughs> I like it. You know, Allison, um you brought up that question and it's funny because I think it's so easy for us. If you were to ask me, what's one thing you hate about yourself? I'd be like, I hate X, Y, and Z. I hate this and that. But, and then once you, you ask, well, what do you like about yourself? And you're like, oh man, what do I like about myself?
1: You heard that awkward (laughs) pause? (laughs) I don't
2: know, right? We're so quick to talk about body positivity. Here's why. And then,
1: yeah, I don't
2: know. (laughs) Exactly exactly but i think um you know for me i feel like i'm a very caring person and um i feel like and i've noticed this throughout my life is a lot of people confide very easily in me because i naturally just listen i'm a i'm a great listener because i genuinely care about what you have to say and i think that was one of my hardest things when i was a manager was for anything that any of my team members wanted to discuss or say they would come to me so sometimes i didn't even work the shifts with them and they would be like hey emily can i please go talk to you in the office and it'd be like hey x y and z happen. and it's because I, I do genuinely care and i feel like anyone who's around me can attest to that so like melissa shout out to me for being a great <laughs> caring individual
1: <laughs> chinita what do you love about yourself
2: oh
0: I mean no it's it's a hard question because I don't think I just you know go about my day thinking about like this is what I like about myself but if I had something that I'm proud of is I guess my mental strength I feel like life has definitely knocked me down I just hit rock bottom but you know my mental strength just Happen to push through and tell myself that it's going to be okay. Things will get better. It was always like a constant push for me. It's like, it can't get any lower than this. So like, fuck it. You put it your all and I become stronger. I learn from it. We laugh about it now because some of my personal experiences are so fucked up. Like I can't even explain it. People just say it happens to me because it's me, but the quality, of myself is something I love. Yes, Thank, you, <laughs> Thank you, Kimmy. Thank you, <laughs> I've been Kimmy. Thank you,
2: there for Kimmy.
0: <laughs> Literally. <laughs> exactly. She looked out for herself and here we are today, you know.
2: Yes, but, girl. <laughs> gotta be proud
0: of it. It's true. True, true. If it wasn't for me, I wouldn't be here. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so moving on our weekly puzzle of the week so this is when we give you guys three clues uh to our next week episodes the three clues are chick flicks ice cream and alcohol (laughs) (laughs) oh yay guess (laughs) not so fitting But anyways uh, with that being said please go ahead and follow our instagram page that's where we'll give you guys our most recent updates but our handle is let's ronde underscore podcast so please go ahead and follow us thank you for joining our episode and we hope you guys enjoyed our content i hope you guys join us for next week's episode stay tuned we'll keep our updates once again on instagram so go ahead and follow our page That being said, thank you again. We'll see you guys next week. Bye, Bye,
1: guys. Bye. Adios.